Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment in praying. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and that you are willing to forgive us, Lord, and that you do so quickly. And Lord, we also just thank you that we have the same opportunities to go about and forgive others, Lord, who may have wronged us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have an opportunity to show you in the earth, Lord, through our grace, mercy, and love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts this morning. We are, I'll say, continuing to read over and discuss in Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. So if you're just joining us, I want to encourage you to take this time and opportunity to pause the episode and just read over that section of scripture. And that way, it'll aid in following along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now at this time, the floor is open for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. Okay, one scripture that very that I would like to discuss in particular is verse 6. Uh, but when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own head. I am clean. From now on, I'll go to the Gentiles. Okay. Um, and I want to go to a couple different points with this. The first being about him shaking the dust off. And we see this mm-hmm. inside of um, Mark 6. This is when he sends out the 12 and he tells them that if nobody receives you, in, the, in a certain city, no one receives to shake the dust off your feet against them. And it'll be more tolerable, which is um, Mark 6, verse, verse 11. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. As surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And how we can see the same thing... Um, Paul is applying in his own ministry and a point that the Lord was just speaking to me about was that when Jesus told them to shake the dust off their feet, it wasn't because that's what Jesus wanted or it was not the Lord trying to do something new, but that was something he did continually. Um, that you bring up often about Nehemiah doing the exact same thing where he shook off the dust mm-hmm. in his garment and how we can see and that this both correlates to the how the Lord continues to be the same meaning that it wasn't just for that one instance that he said to do this or he just gave power in this one instance to these certain people but that he made a commandment for all of us to follow it's not just the ones we think are interesting and cool to say lord i want that one it's not just checking um picking and choosing which ones we want saying lord i want the power to cast out demons and heal lord but i'm not going to be obedient um we're just choosing the out of a basket but everything goes together and how we can see that with Paul and also 
It was not Paul just saying that he was tired of them himself and saying, I'm going to shake off my garment against you. Because we see that Paul has been persecuted by the Jews multiple times. And I know for myself, I would have been ready to shake off my garment and probably threw a fistful of dust in there just to be sure that they got the point of what I was doing as they shake it off against them. But this was the Lord's timing to do one. Well, it's, it's the Lord's timing, but it's not just the Lord's timing. Right? We were at the very end of, uh, say, yesterday, the previous day's episode, right? Yes. We had discussed how the Lord gives opportunity for each to receive, right? Yes. And, and you see that throughout many of these cities that Paul's going to and facing persecution in, right? Yes. He's going, he's not going to a people that don't know about the Lord. He goes to the ones that are supposed to know him and know about him first, right? Yes. They were receiving that opportunity to receive the Lord because that's where he's being sent. So it's not just about the Lord's timing. It's about in everything. What's the perfect will of the Lord? So it requires us to be constantly, continually listening to him through Holy Spirit, being led, guided by him in what to say and what to do, how to say it, and when to do it. That goes for every ministry. God, I can't do that for you. You can't do that for me. I have to listen for myself to the Lord based on my relationship with him and vice versa, right? Yes. You, for your part, have to do the same thing for you and how he's leading you to minister. And, and yes, I love how you brought up the point that he didn't do this in every city. So uh, the notes, right, and as we've been studying Acts, we see about Paul, he brings everything to the Lord in prayer. But yes. we also see the, the consistency with our Lord and Savior. It wasn't just, a, this isn't just a New Testament thing. Right, we've discussed Nehemiah. Nehemiah did the same thing. Well, that, that Nehemiah was in the Old Testament. So, yes. so you see this consistency with the Lord through our, he, but that, is that not what the Word says about him? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's consistent. He's faithful. We need to be like, become like him, as in conform to the image of Jesus the Christ, with the same consistency and faithfulness of just being, I don't say driven by, but I mean focused on just doing his will. And by his will, I mean the Father's will and everything, putting it above our own. Even in the things that, you know, maybe I'll say, Hard is not the right word, but maybe we don't really want to do. Yes. What matters more to you? Doing what you want to do or doing the Father's will above your own? And that's something we all have to get in in check, right? And here, doing their own will, not wanting to receive, not, I'll say, lack of a better phrase, that taking advantage of the opportunity presented to them by the Lord is clearly costing them. Now and... Well, there's the, in the day of judgment. Yes. So there's, uh, when I talk about the art of the long view, there's a real long-term planning that's happening based off our actions and the choices that we, in this case, they have made. So there's a scripture that also tells us, hey, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, right? Yes. But if you receive anyone in the name of the Lord, right, what, how can you do that? Run it by them. Run it by the Lord. That's what I mean by them. 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit, run it by the Godhead. Is this from you? Is what they're saying from you? Or are they speaking out of their own or doing whatever it is out of their own initiative? Yes. And that's how we'll know. And that how we see everything else in Scripture? The Lord confirms it? Or the Lord says, that's not of me? Yes. Okay. So again, we're talking about the consistency. And there's no different. There's nothing new under the sun. So why would we try to, to do the things of the Lord without the Lord, I'll say, signing off on it, confirming it? We shouldn't. It's not how it worked throughout this entirety of Scripture. So why would we do something different today and expect it to yield the same kind of fruit? So, well stated, sir. Good points. Who else? I'll go next. All right, I promise. Okay, so first the Lord's directing me to Acts with the ninth verse where it said, The Lord spoke to Paul the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And the Lord reminded me of a well-known scripture that is quoted uh, by many inside the body of Christ, and that is Romans 8.28. And it says, And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And also read verse 29. Um, For whom he knew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And so the Lord reminded me that the important part of all of this with it working to the good of those who... um, To the good of Christians is if we're obedient and do everything that... God has told us, and the Lord reminded me that I didn't say that Paul, I'm going to say that he was speaking, I didn't say that Paul was trembling with fear everywhere he went, and then everything worked out fine because it says directly, do not fear, and mm-hmm. we know that fear is a part of worry, mm-hmm. and I believe First John says, uh, let me get there. Which one are you looking for? First John chapter 4? Yes, First John chapter 4. We'll read 17 through 19 where it says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who, has, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And flipping back to Acts, we know that if you're fearing, you'd be directly disobeying the, the, Lord, the Lord's commandment. And you can see that inside. And because if you disobey um, one commandment, you're also liable and disobeying the other commandments as well. If you're living your life by justification and doing the works of the law. Amen. Come on. And the Lord reminded me of that um, also with fear, it causes people to, um, 
I'd say it drives people to a place of where they're not fully trusting into the Lord, trusting in the Lord, and as a result, they're not able. If the Lord tells them to do something, they won't be able to do it unless they see it with their physical eyes, and how that doesn't work with faith. And also, it also stunts the growth of a ministry because as a result, they're attempting to become man pleasers. And please, men instead of God. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I will have to say there are times when people transition to man-pleasing, mm-hmm. and they have huge crowds. But the bigger thing is they have crowds of human humans clapping and shouting. And, I mean, it looks on the surface like it's doing well, but when it's held up before God, if we've departed from being God-pleasers, that is what stunts the fruit that remains from being produced in a ministry. He's the vine and we are the branches. We can't do anything without him, but with him, all things are possible. So as we're examining this, looking at the approval received by man is not the marker of whether or not we're doing what we're supposed to be doing in ministry and whether or not we're growing, but the, the confirmation of approval by our heavenly father Uh is the marker of whether we're doing what we should be doing. There were times that Jesus was celebrated, and there were times where he was Well, persecuted. How about crucified? (laughs) He was crucified. crucified. The crowd tried to throw him off the mountain. Uh, I mean, they they tried to mob him. They tried to do all kinds of things. Tried to entrap him. And amongst certain people whose hearts were towards God, he was cherished and celebrated against, um, and the, and to other people whose heart was against God, he was villainized and persecuted. So remember the, the judgment is that of what does our Lord and Savior say about it? If we, if we cease focusing on him, and living our life to do his will. And we transition to being that of what's trendy and pleasing and in a crowd and become man pleasers, as you said, my love. Even though there's myriads and, and waves and oceans of people nearby, that's still a loss because when we come before the judgment seat and the Lord examines our works, the works that are done out of the flesh will not remain. They'll be burned up by fire. But the works that are done according to the spirit of the living God, those will remain and for those will be rewarded. So just keeping that in mind, I mean, there are some people like there are times Paul went places and only a few here and there, it seemed like were coming, but there were more people trying to kill him. And the crowds that were trying to kill him got bigger than the crowds that were shouting, you know, thank you, Jesus. We're so glad you're here. Right? Yes. Yes, mommy. So just... Just keeping that in mind, approval by man is not an indicator that we're doing what God wants. So, and um, um, (laughs) the Lord actually tells us to rejoice when we are being persecuted. Uh So that means when they're speaking all kind of slanderous and evil things against us, when they are um, avoiding us in droves, (laughs) as long as we're doing what God wants, that's what our focus has to be. And we let God be responsible for the outcome. Okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. And he'll always send someone. He'll always lead people or give people the opportunity, right? 
before you get to that scripture, right, we were talking about this, of course, and how he was opposed, right? That's why you brought up the boldness and persisting in doing the Lord's perfect will, right? But it says in verse 4, that's a, a key point, right? It says, and he reasoned in the synagogue with them, with both Jews and Greeks, right? Yes. yes. Does anybody remember another verse that it talks about the Lord reasoning with his people? And Isaiah, the Lord, come mm. let us reason together. Exactly. Isaiah one eighteen. It says, come, let it, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. But he continues, and he says, If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat of the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. But that verse, verse 18, comes after the Lord is talking about all the wickedness that's been done by People that claim to know and trust the Lord, that claim to be walking in, in obedience to him, that claim to be serving him, that claim that he's their God and they're his people. But you're not seeing the fruit of that in their lives. So the Lord's saying, hey, you, you've missed the mark here. Come, let's, let's have a discussion on this, right? That's, so the Lord is disciplining them. Through, hey, let's let's have a discussion. Let me point some things out so you can actually understand what I mean, right? Yes. Yes. So we talk about being conformed to the image of Christ. Well, Paul, wait, he's, he's a Jew, right? He was a Pharisee among Pharisees, and here he is explaining to them who God is. But clearly they did not receive the word that was spoken, Many resisted and rebelled, right? To the point of blasphemy. I mean, that, that's a, a serious point of rebellion when you as a, a church leader are blaspheming the Lord. I've gotten to that, but right? Like, that's, well, let's understand the seriousness of this. As opposed to, as you were saying, honey, and we were talking about just softening our heart and having a heart towards the Lord to do his will. Right, you see that again, as you pointed out, even through Christ's ministry. Let's examine ourselves in this. Not just look at what's in the Word, right? This applies to us for today. So where are we in this? If God is our God and we're his people, then he should have access to every area and aspect of our lives. That we can trust him. If there's resistance, then we need to examine ourselves. And it should be an indicator that... We haven't submitted that area of our lives to the Lord yet and need to do so quickly, should do so quickly because he's our God and we're his people so we can grow, so we can mature in him and the things of him. But then also for those that are the, and we all are sent ones, we all should be sent where the Lord sends us to say and to do what he says to say and do, how and when he says to say it and do it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Not to be concerned, I'll say, with the results. We have to do what the Lord's called us to do. And everyone else gets an opportunity to enter in or to resist and reject the Lord. Remember, it's not you that they're resisting and rejecting. 
it's the Lord. Yes. Right? And then Jesus pointed that out, and he said, he talked about it on the day of judgment. There's going to be those. He said, hey, when you, when you gave a cup of water to this little one, you gave it to me. But then he also says, when you rejected this one, when you didn't clothe this one, when you didn't do these things, you did that or didn't do that to me. Yes. So understanding, the, I'll say, ultimately the reality of what our actions and our choices, who they're towards. Yes, we see a person, but ultimately it's being done or it's an act of resisting and rejecting the Lord. So we yes. need to recognize that. And then, as you were pointing out there, promise that we need to persist in doing the Lord's will regardless of what it looks like on the surface, in boldness, in confidence, that the Lord has it and has the results. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the joy that you've given us through this podcast. Lord, we thank you for our partners and our listeners, their families, Lord, that you're keeping them, that you're ministering to their children if they have them, Lord, their siblings, their parents, God, that you are growing them in you, Lord, and that you're establishing their roots, God, and they can find their identity in you. Lord, we thank you for all the good things that you've satisfied us with, Lord, and for showing us your salvation, God, and we just celebrate and rejoice in you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.